Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Woohoo! Good to be here. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, this is going to be a show tonight, a show and a half. I, there's just so much to talk about. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Just some of the things in the news tonight. I'm in just kind of a punchy mood. Uh, We just went through, it was like 10 days of like standby, a hurricane is coming to wipe you out. That's what we just went through here. That's why there was no live show last week. And uh, just so much crazy stuff going on in the news. I have to tell you, three or four hours ago, I was scratching my head thinking, what am I going to talk about tonight? There's just nothing really all that interesting. And <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, just uh, some bizarre stuff to get into tonight, including uh, a new announcement, someone that's going to be uh, mounting a primary challenge against President Trump. Uh, we're also going to talk about this bizarre story of a couple that had an accidental deposit of $120,000 into their bank account, and now they might be going to jail. (laughs) We'll have that as well. And uh, the incredible uh, turnout, it looks like, for uh, President Trump's uh, appearance uh, this week in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which I was just there in Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, about a week and a half ago. That was on my 1,500-mile drive to relocate my daughter from Orlando to New Hampshire. <laughs> and that was the first night of our stop. But in any case, a uh, great guest lined up for you tonight, as usual. Tonight in our guest segment is Joseph Olson. He is a contributor to a book titled Slaying the Sky Dragon, Death of the Greenhouse Gas Theory. And I, ho- I heard uh, Joseph Olson on Coast to Coast AM several weeks ago. And uh, man, does this guy know his stuff. And if you're somebody like me that does not believe in global warming, at least man-made global warming, you want to stick with us until our guest segment coming up in about 27 minutes when Joseph Olson will be here. Next week, our guest in our guest segment uh, is a lady that left behind America and ended up uh, living in Mexico. And uh, there's a book out called Why We Left It's an anthology written by several different authors. One of those authors will be here next week talking about the trend of more and more Americans leaving the United States to find better lives elsewhere. I love the U.S., but I also realize that there is sort of this idea of geographic arbitrage, the idea of living in another country. And a lot of times it's based on your circumstances. If you don't have grandkids uh, if you're somebody that, uh, you know, maybe can get by in a little bit uh, less luxury, maybe something like 
free health care is super important to you. There are places you can live and you could be just a short plane ride away from the U.S. if you want to come back and visit family and friends and all that, but uh, sort of plug into a more uh, fitting, a more affordable economy for you based on your circumstances. I talked about this last year uh, when I was in Ecuador last year in uh, July and how many Americans are relocating to this town in Ecuador called Cuenca, Ecuador. And there's a bunch of videos that I filmed when I was there, and those are available on my YouTube channel. Okay, uh, tonight's sponsor, as we continue to do these shows commercial-free, is BitcoinWorkshop.us. Just had a new student join today, BitcoinWorkshop.us. It is open for enrollment. What is it? It is an online course, several videos that I have put together teaching people how to get started with Bitcoin without being scammed. And then in addition to Bitcoin, we also show you how to get involved in some of these really smaller cryptocurrencies, including what we call penny cryptos. These are cryptocurrencies that you might be able to buy for maybe one cent or five cent each. And who knows? Maybe one of these could be the next Bitcoin. We also have a private Facebook group that is part of this. So as a student, you get to join us in the private Facebook group and post your questions and comments and interact with me and other students. Check it out. It's over at BitcoinWorkshop.us. It is incredibly affordable. Uh, We put something together really that nobody else has, and we've done it for less money than anybody else is charging for anything close to this. Uh, It is an online class. It's all there for you. All the videos are already recorded, available for immediate viewing and replay 24-7 at BitcoinWorkshop.us. Okay, before we get into all of the news tonight, the hurricane, Hurricane Dorian. Um, Do you know that this hurricane is still going? I know that a lot of people don't even realize this because the news has stopped covering it, but it it just went through Canada and several people, several thousands of people that is are without power now in Canada because of hurricane Dorian. Um, the, the, the tragedy of the Bahamas is just unspeakable. Uh, there, there could be, by the time this is over, maybe hundreds that have gone missing and are presumed dead. We don't know how bad it will be. But I can tell you from the pictures, it is beyond belief, beyond anything I think any of us have ever seen from a hurricane. Complete and utter devastation in the Bahamas. A lot of communities are gathering together canned goods and other supplies. Um, I like this idea of taking your canned goods and your supplies directly to a local organization that will take them, fly them, ship them directly to uh, this island, Abacos Island in the Bahamas. We have that happening in our community. The St. Augustine Fire Department, I understand, is actually physically taking in donations of canned goods and other supplies and will be transporting them directly to this island where the people need this help. So consider doing that. Um, how did we do here in Florida? I don't want to say there were no effects because there were. Uh, at our home here, we put up all of our hurricane panels. 
which takes about two or three hours to do. When we bought this house, we were really blessed to discover in the garage that it came with hurricane panels. We bought this as a foreclosed home. We went into the garage and saw all these metal panels. We didn't know what they were. We learned later that these were hurricane panels, uh, already cut uh, sheet metal that fits over all of our windows. But it is work to put these up and take them down. So we went through that whole process of getting the entire house ready, which really takes a couple of days. By the time you, you put the panels up, you take everything in your yard that can blow and become a projectile and you re you put that somewhere else. You make your various runs to the store to get your water, your food supply. I had to pull out the generator, change the oil, change the spark plug, fired it up, got the, the uh, generator all going, ready to go. It really was like maybe two to three days of work. And then to tear everything down, is like another couple of days of work. And so we just really finished kind of on packing everything, like putting everything back to normal. And that just happened really between yesterday and today. And uh, my wife spent the day cleaning the house, which was filled with sand from us going in and out and all of that. And you sort of set your house up as like a survival bunker and you then have to put it back to a regular house, a regular home that you're going to live in. Um, but we had a lot of wind. We had a lot of rain. Nothing like the Bahamas folks dealt with. But some people uh, near here did have flooding. Um, there were some areas, for example, in St. Augustine that did have flooding. Um, we did have a lot of rain. Um, we did have a lot of wind. But nothing, really no damage, no real permanent damage uh, to, to anything here. So, so thank God we made it through. But it's always, I guess, a good dry run to get prepared. And I often think of what it would have been like to live at a time before we had the satellite weather where we know a week or 10 days in advance when something like this is going to happen. I mean, really think about this. Uh, even back, you know, I guess like 1940s, 1950s, you know, I don't really know exactly when we could get these great uh, hurricane satellite images, maybe uh, 60s, maybe 70s. Maybe somebody can email me and let me know, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. But in any case, I, I thought about this all week. You know, what did people do when they didn't get the warning? I mean, we see what happens with tornadoes where you get no warning all of a sudden, like within five minutes, there's a tornado coming down your street. I mean, and you just run for your life. You don't have a chance to put up any type of storm shutters or buy supplies or hunker down. You don't get that warning. And with hurricanes, there was a time when people didn't get those warnings and um, thousands were killed in the hurricane that took place in the early 1900s in Galveston, Texas. Um, it is it is really an amazing, amazing step of technology for us to be able to have these warnings. But even with the warning, to some degree, you sit and you're sort of like this tiny ant and they tell you, get ready for this giant thing that is coming to you. And um, I have been through so many of these hurricanes. And I'll tell you what, uh, it is a scary, scary feeling to know the power of nature, to see the power of nature, to see these giant 
giant waves, even with us, with, with the storm really passing us by and no direct hit, to see the enormous waves off of the ocean. Uh, but thank God we made it through. We didn't do a show last week. Uh, we weren't sure we'd have power or the Internet. We never lost power. Uh, all this week, though, we have had intermittent Internet outages. So I was praying and hoping we could do the show tonight. And everything is working so far so good, as far as I know. And, um, you know, up until just a few hours ago, we were still having on and off intermittent Internet issues. But we made it through uh, your prayers and support, uh, please, for those folks in the Bahamas. We're now hearing more and more about people challenging President Trump for the uh, Republican nomination. It's kind of ridiculous. Nobody is going to actually be able to uh, defeat the president. Uh, for the nomination. It's just not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. But it is interesting to see some of the names. And uh, the name today that uh, popped up just really kind of caught me by surprise. Because when I heard the name Mark Sanford, somewhere back in the cobwebs of my nearly 55-year-old brain, I was thinking, isn't this that guy who like disappeared and he was supposedly on the Appalachian trail. He was missing for like six days. Uh, Then it turned out he was actually in hiding like in Argentina with some woman. It it was like this bizarre story. So I thought to myself, let me just Google this and and just refresh my memory because this guy, he's coming after Trump now. He is now going to run for the Republican nomination and I was thinking, is this the same guy? Am, am I remembering this right? And uh, yes, it is the same guy. Um, he appeared, uh, I guess, was late. later it was discovered he was in Buenos Aires, Aries, Argentina, <laughs> involved with an Argentinian woman who he was having an affair with. He was not on the App- Appalachian Trail after all. He had disappeared for six days he was in another country. He was in Argentina. And uh, if Rush Limbaugh is listening, maybe you could have some fun and play uh, that song from Avita. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> well, you're talking about this on your show tomorrow. But can you imagine these these people? I mean, okay, set the affair aside, right? Trump has had his affair. So let's set the affair aside. How can you possibly be considered for president when as the sitting governor you disappear you actually disappear ditch your security detail and completely disappear for six days i mean you don't recover from that in my opinion and there is no way that this guy could ever seriously be considered for president and i think he knows that I think a lot of these uh, people, uh, former uh, radio talk show host Joe Walsh, former Congressman Joe Walsh, a lot of these people are running just to get the media attention because, you know, the media is going to immediately run uh, to these uh, alternatives to Trump and say, hey, you know, here's just another one running up against Trump. This happens on both sides, but this is just a publicity stunt. Uh, this guy is not going to be seriously considered by anybody. In fact, it was announced today uh, three 
states have already announced they're not even going to hold primaries. The Republican Party is just, I guess, having a coronation for Donald Trump in those states. Honestly, I don't really like that. I think whether you're a sitting president or not, you should have to earn the nomination. I don't like the idea of these states not holding the primaries. But in any case, it's pretty much a shoe-in, right? I mean, it's going to happen. President Trump is going to get the nomination, and these folks are just looking for publicity. But Mark Sanford, a name from the past, missing Mark Sanford, the guy that disappeared for six days. What a bizarre story. What an incredible story. Okay, so for those of you like me that have dropped cable television, one of the big complaints that people have about cable television or have had is that you don't get the live sports. And that, that is just not true anymore. Uh, almost regardless of what platform that you're using, there are ways of getting your different live sports games, the different sports packages, whether it's football or baseball or hockey or the NBA. But I found it interesting that Hulu is running this really ingenious campaign that Hulu has live sports and they've got different sports uh, stars and celebrities involved in this. They're making a big deal out of this, that if you get the Hulu live package, which is one of the packages we've talked about on the show before, you've got, there's four or five of these now where you can actually through the internet, through your television, whether it's with a Roku box or whether you have one of these smart TVs where it's all built in, you can actually get live TV without having the requirement of having cable TV from your local cable TV company. You still have to have the internet. And if you have good, you know, high speed internet, you can get these live TV packages. So Hulu is now making a big deal, a big promotion about the fact that they're now offering live sports, which pretty much all of these plans have it or there are ways you can get it a la carte. So that's just really no more an excuse. And I really wonder, you know, what's going to happen with cable TV? Because some of the stories I hear as I have traveled around the country, that people are still, they they have these bundled packages where they get internet, TV, and their telephone. And they're paying like $150, $200 a month for these bundled packages, which is just nuts because you can get the free home phone service through UMA, which uh, there's a link to it on my website, christianmoney.com. UMA, you can get a, the, the phone and everything. It's like under 100 bucks, and then you get free home phone service for life. You got that. Then you can get you know into one of these uh, TV alternative packages, which... I don't even have one of these anymore because I'm just getting all my news on the internet. And there are even ways that you can watch live TV over the internet without one of these packages. Uh, So I, I don't, you know, so all I have is just the internet. And because I do my radio broadcast over the internet, I have to buy the highest deal. And it's like 80, 90 bucks a month, which is not terrible, but that's all that I, that they get out of me each month. Now, it is interesting, I posted this on my social media, that if, if you have Spectrum, which is what I have, if you used to have Bright House like me, and now you have Spectrum, 
apparently, and I don't know all the details on this, but there is something going on where you can get a much lower price if you were a Bright House customer and now have Spectrum, but you have to call Spectrum and you have to ask for the better deal. They're just going to let you keep paying the higher Bright House rate unless you call them. And somebody posted that on Twitter, and I saw some other posts about this, and this very same thing happened to me. I was paying like over a little over 100 for my super high-speed internet connection. And when I say super high-speed, it is not just home internet. I have like a broadcast high-speed internet, which most people would never need, but I do. So I was paying, I think, like 109 bucks. And I called them and started asking questions. And within a minute or two, they lowered me down to like 80 something dollars. So I saved like 20 bucks a month. And I don't even really think, I don't remember exactly, but I was not calling really to challenge my bill. I, I think I was calling just to ask questions about um, whether or not I, I owed money, whether or not I, I had paid my bill or not. We were making some changes in our banking. And then it came up and we were talking about it. And then all of a sudden they gave me a lower deal. So it always, I mean, it's always a good idea to call your providers for everything and ask about a better deal, whether it's your cell phone, whether it's your internet provider, whatever. Uh, but I wonder what's going to happen with cable TV. I, I really wonder. And it really is a shame. These people that have just kind of fallen asleep at the switch and they're paying this 150, 200 bucks a month for this bundle. And they're still doing it, and it's just nuts. And why would you throw away that much money? I mean, you could have a beautiful vacation or even two vacations every year with that money. All right, this story caught my eye because I thought to myself, man, there's just a lot of things about this story. So a couple in Pennsylvania, this is from the New York Post, a couple from Pennsylvania discovered that $120,000 was mistakenly deposited into their bank account. So what did they do? They went on a spending spree and they spent the money. They bought all kinds of stuff. So $120,000 by mistake appears in their bank account. They went on a wild spending spree. They bought cars they bought a camper. It says here in the article, they even used the money to, to give to friends. They gave $15,000 to their friends. How generous of them. Uh, <laughs> and this is, this is the punchline. I love this. So it says here that they were contacted by the bank um, telling them that this was a mistake and that the money was taken out of their account. And they then had a $107,000 overdraft as a result. So I guess you have to give them credit that they only spent 107,000 of it. Okay. They, they weren't going nuts, right? They were still going to, they were going to leave 13,000 in there, you know, for a rainy day, because when you get $120,000 accidentally deposited into your bank account, you don't want to just go out and spend it all right. You know, even Dave Ramsey would say, maybe leave like 5 or 10% of that money back in your bank account because you just never know. You may need it someday. <laughs> so uh, 
it looks like they're being charged now. I don't know. Um, this this is interesting because I remember in law school studying a case like this, and it is very interesting because on the one hand you have money that is in your bank account, but it's not your money. I, and I believe it was um, uh, when they talk about uh, what they call in, in the law um, a guilty mind, and a guilt when you know that something is not right and then you do it. And uh, there are different ways of establishing that in the law. But this, this idea of, of someone knowing whether something is right or wrong is, is a, an element of many crimes. And so in this case, they will have to, to prove that, but I don't think it will be hard to find a jury uh, to convict these folks that look, you, you don't just get $120,000 in your bank account for no reason. I mean, unless they, maybe they have a good story. I mean, maybe they thought that they won this money. Um, I don't know what they could possibly say uh, to give themselves an out on this. Um, but this is crazy and it's hilarious and it has gone viral on the internet. And so many people are asking, well, what would you do if you, got $120,000 accidentally deposited into your bank account. I know what I would do. I would probably have a heart attack. <laughs> I, I would probably think, oh my God, what is going to happen to me now is the FBI is going to knock down my doors and accuse me of being a drug dealer or somehow I'm going to be dragged into jail by the IRS for having this money. Where did this money come from? I'm I'm in huge trouble. That that would be my first thought. I would probably be calling my lawyer first, figuring out what do I do to keep myself from somehow having a tax liability from this, or or somehow there's a misunderstanding and I've got uh, <laughs> I've got drug money from a cartel and in Mexico, you know, I need to flee the country. I would be paranoid if this happened to me. I, the last thing I would think of is to go on a big spending spree. But this is what movies are made of. This will probably become a movie, or at least a really interesting book. Uh, but what a story. Uh, what a story. I think there's an opportunity here, though, a publicity opportunity for somebody, right? What if some like rich celebrity stepped in and said, look, you folks, you did a stupid thing here, but I'm going to give the $120,000 back to the bank and get you out of trouble and get themselves. If somebody did that, you know, somebody who maybe needs to be in the news now because their career is sort of waning. I noticed uh, Britney Spears posted a bunch of provocative pictures of herself on Instagram. There was a big news story about that. Maybe she's trying to get attention. Britney Spears, if you're listening, go pay this couple's money back to the bank, get them out of trouble with, so they don't go to jail. And get yourself like a great photo op with them. You'll, you'll get more than $120,000 of publicity out of it. That's maybe an idea for some PR firm that's listening. And we'll close out our first segment with this. Uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, reports are that the line to get into the Donald Trump campaign rally, the line has begun 48 hours early for Trump's campaign appearance there. Um, man, oh man, there is no 
greater um, anecdotal evidence that Trump is going to get reelected than these events. I mean, we have events with some of these Democratic primary uh, characters that are drawing 15 and 20 people. I'm not kidding you. These people, they're lining up. This is the same kind of excitement over big screen TVs on Black Friday. And I'm telling you, <laughs> that kind of excitement does not flow to the Democrats at this point. Uh, there are, these are the same people. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a different group. But let's just say people are as excited about, as excited about Donald Trump as a black, as one of those big, you know, those big giant screen TVs on Black Friday. Because apparently they're camping out in tents and sleeping bags and everything else 48 hours in advance for the president's upcoming appearance in Fayetteville, North Carolina. All right, we are out of time for this segment. We will fire up our open. We'll be back with our guest in one minute. Stay tuned. We'll be back. <laughs> 